What is up, everybody? This is Recap Rewind. I'm Jay Lag. And I'm NB. And this episode is recapping and reviewing Riverdale Season 4, Episode 18. And it's called Chapter 75, Lynchian. And don't forget, guys, stick around for the ending because we are going to go through our recap roundups, our best moments, our best lines. So be sure to stick around for that. And we also have our contest going on right now for a chance to win a $50 Amazon gift card and a pop socket. To enter, just rate and comment on our iTunes page and you'll be entered in the draw. We've extended this contest to the end of Riverdale Season 4, which is the next episode. So be ready. Get your votes, get your reviews in. We're still awaiting a lot more entries. So you have a lot of chances or you have a chance to still win. Um, do it. Let's do uh, it. As always, to our continuing listeners and our brand new ones, thank you for joining us. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe to the channel. Let's get into this episode, y'all. Yes. So before we get into it, um, let's talk about our feelings for one hot second because i think should we though <laughs> i think we should, should. we because <laughs> we may not make it to the end of this podcast <laughs> so okay so obviously not happy with with that result right um yeah and you know i think we've talked about this we've talked about it even in the last week's podcast it's like you knew that it wasn't gonna happen Right. But like you were still so hopeful or you were just very intrigued, I think, by it. Like uh, when I say you, I mean like all of us, like all of right. the Barchi like shippers. And I think this episode to me felt like two different shows. One show was the Betty and Archie show. And I right. was in love with that. And I was like, oh, my God, this feels so real. The writing is so on point between these two characters. Like everything felt so good. And then I was watching another show called Riverdale where everything's on fucking crack and <laughs> Ethel Muggs is back. There's a fucking tickle porn video happening. I'm, There's like yeah. a video shop happening. So Hiram Lodge is killing people. I'm like, what am I watching? Like the contrast yeah. was so stark to me. Like I was very like, obviously I'm like, this is the one story I want to watch. But right. I have to watch the rest of this to like yeah, get through I, all the Barchi stuff. Right. I think that's the thing. I think as Barchi fans, we, we were excited to just watch them this episode. And it was filled with a lot of weird, weird shit. Weird. Um, like just weird. And very, it's all slowly getting to, I think, one singular point. But it's just, I cannot express. Like, I think it is. I think it is. <laughs> No, I think it, it is, is this time. I think it is. But I think that like, just where did watching... Ethel Muggs come from, bro? Like, where did <sighs> I, she girl, come I don't, from? I don't even know. Like, like they just the hired thing, her like, back on. Where are these writers? Where are they coming up with this shit? Like, why? I mean, why are we still talking about tickle porn? Like, why? No, that was the not the ticket. I just could not deal. Like, it was. We'll talk about it throughout the episode. But yeah, I think that we were excited to watch the Sparchy thing. Um, like MB mentioned, I was excited to see how it all turned out, but at the same time, I wasn't hopeful at all. I think I even said it in our last podcast right out the gate that they're yeah. going to kill it because, you know, they it stems from cheating and yeah. they're not going to make a honest love story out of them cheating. It's just not going to be and something that they're going to want to promote. So in hindsight, you're right. Like I didn't. I didn't want it to happen out of that. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I didn't want it to happen where like they're cheating on their like significant others. Um, but I just think the like the organic way of how it started and like seeing it on screen was a very, very like entertaining Riverdale. Right. And for for a long time, guys, like I haven't been this excited to watch Riverdale like on the Wednesday right. night. So like even just being in a place where I'm like, oh, my God, I can't wait to see what happens. 
you know it just shows yeah. that like the writing for them was really really well done it kind of came together like organically the two actors like they clearly have chemistry so it was just something that was very exciting to see whether or not they actually ended up like having sex or like hooking up or whatever right the journey of it was still fun to see you know on screen yeah. i guess but i yeah. still and that's the thing i still enjoy it i'm not gonna lie i still enjoyed kind of the conclusion of it yeah. and it's only because i went into it knowing that it wasn't going to go anywhere yeah and i think that that's the thing a lot of people online we'll talk about the twitter comments later but there was a lot of people online who were just disappointed realizing that that's the way that they were going to go with it where i was like yeah. i'm prepared for this disaster to be see, you know, yeah yeah i was just ready for it and it, when- it was a cute story still i think you know what yeah i think they made it work i think it in the end i definitely like felt all my feelings i got it i understood it i didn't right. see the ending last night um but i did see the scene with cheryl and the minute she said what she said we'll talk about it later but the minute she said what she said i was like they're not gonna happen so it's done so i already knew yeah. like in my heart i'm like they're not gonna happen because they wouldn't have given cheryl that like great like speech if it didn't mean anything like if it didn't exactly. change betty's mind so yeah exactly exactly um, okay, let's get into it. Let's start from the top. So it starts with Jughead narrating. He mentions Lynchian, which uh, we looked up last uh, during our uh, reaction video. It has to do with David Lynch's style of uh, filming. He's a director, and he focuses on the macabre. And, like, it's very, I guess it's in the vibe of Riverdale, if you really want to look at it that way. Um, and he segues into talking about finding this murder video uh, which he shares with his entire family in their living room. And, um, you know, so everybody's watching in the living room being like, oh, my God, there's a murder. Even Jellybean comes down. She's like, what you guys watching, cartoons? And they're like, no, don't watch this right now. Um, and uh, Jughead is, like, on the case. He's ready to kind of, ready, uh, you know, go into it and uh, figure out what the hell's going on. But Betty is taking a step back, and she's like, I'm not down for this murder storyline anymore. I can't do it anymore. Um, so it's going to be him and Charles, at least for this part, um, to kind of team up and figure things out for this episode. Um, then it cuts to the Lodge residence. And somehow, for some reason, the writers decide to dig up the storyline of the rum rivalry, which still apparently is relevant. Like, this was one of the those moments where you were talking about where I was just like, why are we still talking yeah, about like, rum oh, rivalries? Still here? Like, I didn't realize yeah. we were still, like, dealing with this. Like, season, this feels like ver- season three stuff. And I'm just like, ah, whatever. So it's it's Hiram and Veronica, like, having their little conversations. Like, I'm going to beat you at rum. And he's like, I'm going to beat you at rum. So that's how that kind of starts. Then it cuts to school. And Reggie talks to Fangs and Kevin in the classroom. And he's like, so I heard you guys are making some, like, extra monies. And, like, I want to get in on this ticket because I be poor and I'm a student whatever. And so that's when he basically says to him, I want some monies. I want in on this. What are you guys doing? And so that's when Fangs and Kevin say, we're making these tickle videos that's not porn. He had to say it, like, seven times. Like, it's not porn. It's not porn. It's not porn. And so then Reggie's like, wow, I'm down for this shit. And, um... This is when I wrote down my first comment about this storyline, and it, it literally carried out through the rest of the episode. But of all the things that they drop, you know, like in terms of storylines and, you know, like we lost Phallus and somehow we have a tickle porn storyline yeah. yeah. that is continuing the rest of the season. And I'm just like, are you fucking kidding me? 
watching the rest of the episode, it gets even worse and more heightened to the point where it looks like it's going to be an actual story arc. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? That's the thing. Like, I just don't understand who's writing this. Like, who's saying, oh, my God, they're going to get they're going to die when we get to the tickle porn part, guys. They're going to love it. They're going to fucking love it. Not a single person on Twitter in our comments anywhere guys did i ever see a single comment say yo this tickle porn storyline is hilarious the best yeah like Like, it's shit it makes no sense like i'd rather you just have made them done a porno like like, yeah just go there go hard take it all the way there guys you got murders up in this this? business you guys are worried about porn like come on It's it's so weird and degrading and like for even for kevin to, to to be doing this still like ugh. It's just annoying because in any other context, because they can't say porn, like they they can't say because they're underage. But like, like you guys are basically saying that. So like, don't pretend that that's what you really wanted to talk about. Anyway, it just makes it a very weird, convoluted storyline. And like, I don't know who signed off on this. Like, I'm just like annoyed. Anyway, it cuts to Archie at home and he's playing the guitar in bed and he's kind of like writing a song, which is like I love this scene. This what we see. He's remembering this kiss that they just had. And as he's remembering the kiss, he kind of moves toward the window. And it cuts to Betty. And she's in her room. And she's reading her diary. And it starts off with a bit of a voiceover. Her saying, Dear Diary, I met this boy. And it becomes this beautiful memory of their childhood. Oh, I just got chills. Looking like across. It? I loved it. I loved it. it, yeah. it like, that's the thing. Outside of everything, I think that I enjoyed the story of Barchi that they were telling, and I'm and I'm, that's what I, I mean. It felt like its own like sh- like episode, its own yeah. show. It just yeah. felt so removed from everything else. Even the way they produce those scenes, like the way that the the editor cut between like Archie playing and then like writing in his notebook and like writing the lyrics. Like we've never seen we've seen Archie song write, but the way that they shot it. Like, it yeah. just looked so beautiful. It looked like a film. Like, it was so romantic. I don't know. Like, it just felt very different than what we've seen in Riverdale. For sure. I wish, I really wish that if they weren't going to pursue Barchi, that they should have just given them their own episode. I just think that yeah. they were worried about ratings. But I'm like, so yeah. you're going to get people watching the show to watch a tickle porn storyline? Like, anyway, whatever. Um, it's like, it's like, okay, just really quickly to talk about that. It's almost as if they knew no one was going to watch this episode. So they made it Barchi yeah. and Tickle Porn storylines. Like, yeah, that's it's so, so unfair that we got stuck so as Barchi fans. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, um, cutting to Betty in her room. So now it's Betty in her room and she's just reading. Alice comes in and she has just like a moment with her mom. And I love these little moments that she had with Alice because it really brings you back to season one where Alice was being a mom and not a crazy person. So, um, you know, she's just like, you know, I look at you now, Betty, and you're so big and you used to be such a little cute, adorable kid. And um, she's like, you have your whole life ahead of you and I'm so excited for your life. And um, she's like, there's nothing that you should ever cry about. You have your whole life ahead of you. Which I re- I love that line that she gave her. And obviously in that moment, Betty's like, ooh, flashback to the kiss and the awkward moments that are happening in my brain right now. So she's going through it. Then it cuts to the Maple Lodge. Cheryl and Veronica are kind of like hanging out. They're doing their own thing. And uh, some guy named like Jinx Monsoon or whatever, shout out to Drag Race. I was like, Jinx who? Like what the hell? So um, he comes in with his gang. 
And uh, he's like, we are the ones that make illegal booze that you guys are selling now to the college students. So, like, we need to shut your ass down. Um, and Veronica's like, no, you work for my dad. Bye. Like, she didn't believe him at all. Jinx is like, okay, well, we warned you. And then Cheryl says, what the hell was that? And, you know, Veronica's like, it's fine. It's just my dad. I'll go talk to him. This is so annoying. And then there's this moment where Penelope in her creepy ass mask is like lurking in the corner. Did you notice that little shot where she's just like, beep, 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 like in the corner? No. She's just like, there's this random shot of her wearing her mask like in the corner because at the Maple Lodge. And it's like, you're trying to remember that she's like in the storyline somehow it just felt very suspicious that they cut to penelope so it cuts to jughead and J charles and uh jughead sees something on a, a tape and he's like okay let me like check out this lead then it cuts to the bunker so we get our first i guess barchi scene of the episode and they're just laying there this is the part that we saw from the trailer um and it's the lines that they say, why are we here? I don't know, but it's nice. Um, it is, but it's not like we can do anything more than this. And they say the lines that we hear, and it's such an interesting way to, uh, I guess, portray their current, like, conflict in their heads, right? What did yeah. you think of this scene? First of all... <laughs> You're like, I don't know. let me break it down Cause, for you. Because now looking back on it, like... What they were doing was wrong. Like, I get it. You know, like, it, it's dirty what they were doing, right? Yeah. Like, um, obviously, like, I still wanted something to happen. But whatever. I'm glad nothing happened. It was cute. Um, I still feel like Archie felt more for her than she did for him. In this moment, in this time, where they are as, like, two people, like, I still feel like he, even by the end of the episode, like, I still feel like he's in love with her. You know, and she, okay. I think, was like, I um, no, like, we can't do this because she's the one always saying we can't do this. We can't do this. Even in that moment. Right. She's like, we shouldn't be doing this. And he's yeah. Like, really? though, But like, it feels kind of good. No, like yeah. he was he was pretty down, <laughs> down. But I think that's the thing. Right. Like, I think that is what people have been saying all this time is Archie was never there. Betty has always been there. And so he's the one that needs to be the one to push this forward because he is the one that was sleeping on this this whole time. So uh, with Betty, it makes sense that she's like, okay, so like, are we doing this? And Archie's like, I don't know, but like, I really like this and I really want like this to continue. And he's going to encourage it because like, that's what he's been craving all the, all this time. Whereas Betty's literally been writing about Archie since she was like six years old. Yeah, so it's, it's like, true. Yeah, yeah. it's a different experience for both of yeah. them. But, yeah, the scene ends with them holding hands, which I thought was really cute and really sweet. Um, and then it just cuts to the title credits, and um, it's the next day at Fred's grave. And I was like, so we don't oh. get to see anything yeah. uh, in the bunker. Like, so we're just assuming that they held hands the entire yeah. time and talked about nothing. Like, and then they just were like, okay, bye. Like, I... Like, I I, and we we have talked about this before. It happens in television a lot, where they just cut to the next situation, and you're like, okay, but that was this that was a pretty juicy situation. You couldn't uh, give us a little bit more context yeah. of what happens later on. Did you want more in that moment? Like you want one hundred percent make out. I I don't know if I wanted them to make out, but I wanted some 
level of uh, of understanding. Like no one sits in a bed. No one lays in a bed. Yeah, like, like how the- did you even get there? Yeah. <laughs> like- like the visual, the visual is so intriguing. Obviously, you're yeah. like, ooh, the visual is very like, it's very yeah. cinematic. There's candles everywhere, but outside of the visual, like logistically, it makes literally no sense whatsoever. Like you're, you're right. like, what? Yeah. What are you guys doing there? Did you guys just like stand up and walk away after after that conversation? Like what happened? I think I would have liked to see them before, like how they even got to the bed. Yeah. Like was yeah. Archie like, are your legs tired? Do you want to just like sit on the bed and I'll lie by you and I'll hold your hand like should you do that <laughs> like how did that happen <laughs> what was the conversation yeah. that was negotiated yeah and then it was like so you can leave for like I, I anyway so it's just it was a weird situation <laughs> also to the walk bunker is the worst place guys My God. like everyone comes in there <laughs> everyone knows about it that door is never locked it's the Fuck. worst place to have an affair if you're gonna have a fucking affair like, like Ethel Muggs could be down there like putting a fucking camera in the camera, corner. Like we yeah. don't even know. So anyway, cutting back to, ooh, ju- I just thought of something. Imagine that was like one of the ooh. tapes. Both of them laying in Yo, bed. It's going to happen. Oh. It's going to happen. You're right. Oh, that'd you're be right, fucking right. nuts. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, so he's at his dad's grave. I should have, <laughs> bad segue, but okay. He's at his friend, his, his dad's grave. And He's like, hey, dad, girls, am I right? Like, he's just fully having a conversation with his dad, which I thought was so sweet because. You know what? Yeah. Sorry. Go on. I think it's I think it's one of those moments, two moment, two things, because number one, like, of course, when you lose someone like your parent, all you want to do is just talk to your dad about girl problems. Like, of course, like, hello, you're a straight da- guy. Yeah. Two girls are chasing after you. Like, what? What? Who else are you talking to? But then at the same time, I was just like, it's so sweet that he's going to fret about this situation with Betty because Betty is that connection. And it, it is that past childhood you know that 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 marriage between that and I yeah. love that they brought him to his grave to like yeah. really drive it home and I think it was a really powerful moment. What did you think about no, it? No, for sure, a hundred percent agree. And like we've always said before, there is something real about this Barchi, Betty, and Archie storyline, right? There's yeah. when they write for them. It just feels very real. Like for him to go to his dad's grave, guys, like they would have never d- let him do that if it, if it was Veronica. Like, would he ever go to the grave to be like, dad, what should I do with Veronica? Like she's running a rum business. Like maybe I should yeah. help her. No, like that would never yeah. happen because their romance and their storyline is so far from like the Fred connection and like Archie's connection to his dad. The minute I saw that, I was like, holy shit. Like. This was such a beautiful scene. It's such a short scene, but it speaks volumes about how he sees Betty's situation and, like, the ties to his dad. And, like, he needs advice. And, like, it was so beautiful. I'm so happy they wrote that in there. Really, really happy with that. Really, really beautiful moment. So then it cuts to uh, Riverdale High. And um, Jughead's like, I need to talk to you, Ethel. And... She says that you were the one that dropped off the tapes of the FBI. What happened? That one that one of those tapes had a murder on it. So, like, what's the deal? And she's like, I don't know. I just, like, they were there and I, I just brought them in. So that's all we really get from her in this moment. But obviously that's not the end of, like, this Ethel head saga or whatever. Um, 
So then it cuts to Betty reading her diary in the lounge. Like, this girl is, like, publicly reading her private moments. I was like, why is she bringing it to school? Like, girl, you're obsessed. Like, read it at home in your bed. She's, like, in the student lounge being like, they're diary. Yeah. I love aren't you? Like, why? Yeah. But it was a cute bed. I did kind of love that she was kind of going through her day as she's remembering these moments. But you're right. Like, private. Private times, guys. Also, the actors that played young Betty and young Archie were so cute. Ugh, they, they chose were them like perfectly. Like they were so yeah. freaking adorable. I was like, you're right. Like I wish this was the whole episode. Like yeah. young, the young Starline and like the older, like, oh, so cute. Like a little Archie episode. Yeah. Um, <gasps> they should totally do that. They totally should do it. And I think that that's what they probably wanted to do, but maybe yeah. because it was so would have been so Barchy heavy because Veronica would have been in it. They would have, uh, like, like no one would have oh, wanted to watch it. Oh, that's such a good idea. They could have done that for everyone. Yeah. Shout like out to the... Young Kevin, Young yeah. Cheryl. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, wow. it, in this moment, she remembers that he's, she's like, he asked me to marry him. And I told him that when we're both 18 and in high school, he should try to ask me again. And I was like, uh, because, like, now Yo, they're in Yo, did you see that, that ring, moment. though? Like <laughs> that just, ring was popping. That was like eight carats. Like a ring pop popping. Like no, eight. it was such a pretty ring. It was like ruby red and shit. He like stole the ring from his mom. <laughs> it's like, Mom, I gotta borrow this for my yeah. girlfriend Betty. Um, so in that moment, Kevin comes in and he's like, Hey Betty, what's up? And she's like, you know, just remembering simpler times. And I'm like, all right, and that's a wrap on Kevin, everybody. Like, he had one line to talk to his best friend, and then he disappeared again into this yeah. tickle porn storyline. So whatever. they, uh, She gets called into the office by Principal Honey. And um, he, like, gives her a picture of himself. And he's like, here you go. And she's like, what is this? And she's like, he, he says to her, you know, you're the one that wanted your book. You got your book. You're, like, the lead of it or whatever. And she's like, true, 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 true. My bad. She's like, she's like, oh, right. Before the Stonewall murders. Before. Yeah. <laughs> she basically recaps the whole season. She's like, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I did agree to that. Yeah, yeah, true, true. She's like, yeah, before the Black Hood tried to kill me. And then the Gargoyle <laughs> King tried to kill me. And yeah. then, like, that time that, the like, the fucking farm, like, almost destroyed itself. Like, yeah. <laughs> I definitely signed up for yearbook. Uh, so... <laughs> It's just like, oh it's, my god. It was hilarious. I died. <laughs> yeah. Um so then it cuts to Charles and Jughead and Jughead thinks that it's someone who owns a video store. He's like these tapes have to like someone must know how to like work VHS tapes yeah. or do something with tapes. Like let's try the video stores that are in the I love in the that town. like it took them this long like come to fucking on. get to the point where they should check a video store. Like like Charles really guys isn't real. Like he cannot be <laughs> no, a real FBI agent. Real. Like, this definitely. is not how shit goes down. Like, you know what? If they had just written in, like if Charles said, you know what, Jug, I can't like devote my entire time to this because like I'm a real FBI agent and like yeah. I have other work to do. Like then I would believe it more. I'd be like, okay, like no wonder, like all his attention isn't on this case. No, right. he's like fully on this case, and like he he doesn't get to the point where they should go to a VHS rental store. Charles took this long, but whatever. Moving on. Um, so then it cuts to Reggie. And he gets his first check, like, doing tickle porn with the the main guy. And he's like, oh, shit, money, beach. And then so right after that scene, after he gets paid, he takes Kevin and Fangs to Pops. And he's like, 
you guys, we should do this on our own, though. Like, start our own tickle porn business. And Kevin's like, I don't know, man. That's kind of like the other guy's thing. Like, maybe we shouldn't do that behind his back or whatever. And obviously, Reggie. Like, who listens to Reggie for good ideas? I don't have no fucking idea. So he's like, we should totally do this, guys. Make so much sense. And so they pursue this idea of running their own tickle porn. This was the moment where I was like, like this was the moment that you were like, I'm done. This was the moment I was like, I can't believe the entire secondary cast right now is doing the story. Like everyone in the writers room sat and said, the whole half of the cast is gonna be busy with this shit. Yeah, (laughs) we're down. Wow, you guys like, fucking fails. Can't. Like I just can't. I can't. <laughs> this is yeah. I can't. Anyway, so uh cuts to the video store. Um, and they start to like read this old ledger where people like put their names in for renting movies. Ethel Muggs's name comes up like a million times because she keeps renting Friday the thirteenth. I'm like Like girl, don't you have Netflix? Like, go like, what go buy the movie. Like yeah. why are you renting it 17 times? So anyway, they're like, okay, well it must be her. They goes it keeps going back to Ethel. Um and Charles is like, I think it's Ethel. She's obviously obsessed with like murder movies. She's she was obsessed with you last season. Poor Ethel. Like like poor Ethel, she, man. They always dump this shit on her. Like <laughs> I feel like, and remember we said it last year too, we're like, she's probably the gargoyle king. Like, like because she's that scapegoat for them, you yeah. know? Like, I just felt really bad for her. I'm like, girl, they brought you back to, again to be the just crazy bitch. Just to be bitch. the crazy like, bitch. Again. 100%. And like, it, yeah, it, su- it was random and it totally sucks for Ethel. Like, it, it's true. It, 100%. So, um, even though he's she's being accused by Charles, Jughead is like, no, um... I don't think it's him. I don't think it's her. And this is a moment that I was like, is Charles trying to lead um, Jughead astray? Because yeah. we still don't really know what Charles's MO is. I still don't trust his ass. Um, so everything that he says and everything that he concludes, I still don't know if he has the best intention. So, yeah. Did you think that that was a situation when he said a that? A little bit, for sure. For sure. I was like, huh? I'm like, what is he like? I'm like, what do you like, got against sketchy? fucking Ethel? Like, I still don't know what to think. I still don't know. Like, it's very confusing. If he's sketchy or not. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so then it cuts to Veronica and she gets a call in the middle of the night from Cheryl. She's like, you need to get to the Maple Club right the fuck now. So she gets there. The Maple Club is fully freaking trash. Like, it's garbage. Like, there's like shit everywhere. And um, Penelope like has her one and only line, and she's like, "It was like, those why is she in this people? Episode? I don't know." And that's and that's what I'm saying. Like they wouldn't have put her in there yeah, yeah. if it wasn't for a reason. So she basically comes forward and says, "There were all these people. They trashed the whole place. It was those guys that you had invited over." And I don't know. So there's two things. One is is it bad writing that they just had to have a witness? At the specific like location, she's like, she's like, "Thank God I was hiding in that secret room behind the like, desk <laughs> in the red wall. My bed was right there." I'm like, "Okay, Penelope, you don't need to know where you fucking you probably live because like, you're never in the show." Like, unlock the door for them, bitch. Like, that's the thing that like, yeah. and that's the thing. I was like, "Are we seriously gonna believe her ass right now? This woman who tried to murder you guys last season." And that's the thing, right? Yeah, and that's the thing. What has she done to make up for last season? Right. Nothing. Like, she hasn't done anything to save them, to protect them, to make up for anything. So, like, why is she even in this scene? Why is Cheryl even protecting her own mother who, like, tried to kill yeah. everyone last season? Are we not going to talk about that? Like, 
like, what a waste character. Maybe you should We're stop talk about tickle porn? fucking talking about tickle porn and talk about like Seriously. this mother who's been wearing a fake mask to hide her real identity <laughs> at a fucking maple club. Like. We're not going to talk about that. The fuck is going on? <laughs> the fuck is going on? Oh, man, uh, I can't. So it cuts to the Lodge residence, and because she still thinks that this is all Hiram. And so she goes right to Hiram, and she's like, yo, what the fuck are you doing? You called, uh, like, that guy on, on us. Like, why is he, like, going and mucking our shit up? And he's like oh shit, if that was like Jinx or whatever, he's like not a, he's like a serious person. Did he hurt you? Cause I'm going to kick his fucking ass. And see, she's like, don't worry about yeah. it. Like I, first of all, she's like, oh, it's my problem. So I'll deal with it. But also like, you're like a weak, a weak person now. Like you have no yeah, strength. You so you can't do, do it. it. And I was like, oh, I was like, no. he's going to kill. So this is now. my thing with Ronica. This is my thing. We are at the end of season four, yep. basically. Cause yep. next week's the finale. She, to me, hasn't grown a single slice. Yeah. Like, she has not matured, grown, gotten smarter. I feel like, if anything, she's gotten dumber. <laughs> like, she, in that moment, to me, as a character who's grown with her father the last three seasons, she could have been like, you know what, Dad? Um, It wasn't my dad. I, I don't think he right. would do that to me. Like, like she does she hasn't grown again she goes to the same place that she's always been at. Oh, my God. It was my daddy. It was my daddy. Like, I'm going to go accuse him <laughs> now. Like, I want to see growth. I want to see a little bit of like maturity. Like you're almost going to graduate high school. This whole daddy thing is like, like, sure. It's always there. It's their iconic like relationship. I get it. But like, he's also sick right now. Like, your first thing was to go and blame him. Right. Like maybe you shouldn't have done that. Though. Yeah. But also it's just like. And she's just not a character I can get behind. I don't know. Like I just want more from her and I'm not really getting that. Maybe I'm expecting to. But much. no, I think you're right. Absolutely. I think that they've given her this same storyline and it feels like it's been, been dragged out like a million times over. It's been changed into like three different plot lines and they keep cycling yeah. back to the same thing, which is the central theme that Hiram and Veronica have a very tumultuous like father-daughter relationship like that's literally it always just ends up back there and i'm like you got to give us more this there's needs to be more you got to give us more stakes and there is something that happens at the end of the episode but like at the same time i'm like i feel like we've seen this already like i feel like we have seen this kind of change and i'm it didn't even shock me because i'm like you guys have pegged him as a mobster this whole time so why am i shocked that he killed someone that almost killed his daughter like Like, why why is that shocking (laughs) (laughs) like like yeah also this whole rum thing how they talk about like it's in their blood and their legacy bro you didn't start talking about rum till like, like the two second seconds season you were in the show yeah. so like it wasn't in the beginning like, of don't your even whole start. like journey yeah. <laughs> yeah like it doesn't make sense anyway. but that's the writer's fault obviously like not it's not him exactly but. exactly um anyway so moving on to archie he's playing his guitar and he's writing a song and he's just like feeling himself like it cuts to a lot of scenes of him just like getting into his like own mind about it and, and his feelings yeah. and like oh so and so then he goes to visit Betty at school and he's like hey I heard you were here like I want to help you with the yearbook and she's like no you're not <laughs> like, yeah she's like you're not gonna help me like you're dumb like, like you're here to talk to yeah me right now. obviously like could you come up with a better lie next time so um he's like yeah yeah it's true like I'm definitely not gonna help you with anything <laughs> and he's like I can't stop thinking about you 
And she's like, we can't do this here in this room. Like, it's very awkward because, like, I make out with my boyfriend all the time <laughs> in this exact room. <laughs> but, like, she's being so, like, mature. And, yes. like, she's like, we can't do this here. Like, no, right not right now. Like, we can't. He's like, okay, you want to go somewhere else? He's like, right. should we go somewhere else tonight? He's like, let's go somewhere else. Like, he's so yeah. horny. Like, can't even, like, contain himself. But it totally makes, to me, it totally makes sense because, like, Betty's always the rational yeah. one. Like, Archie's always, like, the yeah. dumb one who's like, er, 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 like, let me, let's, like, yeah, make yeah. out in this room. How cute is that? Like, he makes out with and has sex with his girlfriend in a fucking musical room in, in school. <laughs> so, like, we're talking about yeah. Archie here. So, um, he, so they plan to meet in the bunker tomorrow night. Like, that's going to happen later. By the way, huge part of this scene, and I freaking loved it. And like I was just saying with Veronica, Betty, on the other hand, I feel like has matured so much since we've seen her in, in the first episode. Mm-hmm. And he's like, let's meet tonight. And she's like, no. Let's meet tomorrow night so that we can, for one day, think about what the F we're about to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought that was the smartest fucking line ever written for any character. I was like, that's genius. <laughs> like, who, what high schooler says that? Like, right. she's like, no, no, not tonight. Like, calm your, like, dick down. She's like, we need to, like, think this through before we really act on it right. and make this decision. Yeah. No, it was like, good. This girl is like too smart for this show. Like I can't. Like she's too smart. <laughs> she needs to get her spit off or something. <laughs> she needs to go out. Go to New yeah. York. Go to Kitty Kitty. Yeah, what hundred percent. So Jughead visits the school secretary um in the next scene and he's like, Hey, so like do we have like an A V club or something? And she says, like, how do you not know like, that? How do you not know and th- that? And that's the thing. Like, he's literally the one that has cameras and, like, whatever. <laughs> Very <laughs> expositional. The, the show last yeah, year. Yeah. So, so she says, the secretary says, like, oh, yeah. Like, this is my, like, two minutes of fame. Um, Ethel Muggs is the one, uh, is the president of the AV club. Like, you should probably talk to her. And she's like, you know, it's really funny. Someone literally just came in and asked about that. And he's like, who? Was it, like, an FBI agent? She's like, yeah, it was an FBI agent. And he's like, okay, well, where's Ethel now? And she's like, he, like, basically abducted her. So (laughs) I don't know what's going on right now. (laughs) So he, like, fucking takes Ethel out of school, like, randomly. Um, So Uh. then it cuts to Pop's Diner. And um, Kevin basically breaks up with his tickle agent. Like, that's what happens in this part. And he's like, oh, you know what? Like, I got, like, school and graduation. And, like, you know, I don't want my dad to find out about all this weird stuff. So, and so the guy's like, okay, cool. Like, if you ever want to come back, like, you're hot or whatever. And, like, you did really good. So, like, let's do this again. So, in this scene, I I missed the scene before. Like, my, my stream cut out of the, the previous scene where, like, they were talking about going off on their own. Yeah. So, when it cut back... I just see Kevin being like, no, I'm done, bro. Like, I'm out. And I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like, he's he's, he's done. Like, like he's <laughs> fixing up his life. He's, like, cleaning yeah. up. He's, like, growing up. He's maturing. I'm like, sick. Yes, Kevin. No. Like, go to no. go to Carnegie Mellon. Like, you're so good now. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, Never mind. okay. He's, he's just why. escalating yeah. it mind. to a higher level. Backtrack. <laughs> Backtrack. <laughs> uh, so... Then it cuts to Reggie, and he's recruiting people. And by people, I mean, like, his high school fucking <laughs> classmates. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so he goes to the Bulldogs, and he's like, hey, guys, like, there's this, like, crazy thing. You guys just tickle people, and you get make like, a shitload of money. Everybody's like, I don't know, man. That's kind of gay. Like, <laughs> I'm not into it. <laughs> and then he's like, you know, like, if you had, like, a girl in it, then, like, maybe we'd be down. And so Reggie's like, ooh, I can do something like that. So then 
Reggie successfully turns this into a porn business. Like he goes from turning it from a pickle yeah. tickle business to literally like like just con- like consensual like heterosexual porn, soft porn. So <laughs> he goes to Tony and he's like, "Yo, do you- I have this idea. Do you want to like get in on it?" And she's like, "Uh, no." And then he's like, "But it's like a lot of money." And then she just changes her mind like right away. And then she says, "Okay, we're gonna do it. I'll I'll ask the vixens to do it." But only if we're the ones that are tickling you. Like, she makes stipulations. So, like, she t- like they're the ones that The tickle. girls are in control. Yeah, exactly. So, question to you. Do you think this will have repercussions for Shoni? Uh, no. I don't think so. I feel like this is not okay. going to be a storyline that's going to, like, hit them at all. Why do you feel like okay. this is something that she would have gotten upset about? Well... You know, in any fucking random ass weird storyline, I try to find like the silver lining where I'm like, is this going to be something else? Or like, can this lead to a bigger storyline? Just because I'm like, why are we talking about tickle porn? You know what I mean? So in that moment, I was like, oh, like she's going to go behind like Cheryl and like get the vixens to like do this with her and not tell Cheryl so that she can make money. Mm -hmm. But. I'm clearly writing for a different show in my yeah, head no, that's like never not, gonna not happen. The, no. So that's just yeah. Not. I don't I don't even know why I think <laughs> these things. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so they they agree whatever. Then they're all in the hotel. It cuts to all of them in the hotel, and they're all ready to like, <laughs> like do the scene. They pull out these names out of a hat. Shout out to Audrey for being the first tickle vixen. <laughs> It just randomly cuts to this blonde chick in a fucking cheerleader outfit. She's like, yeah. She's like waving to everybody. I was like, what is this? <laughs> She's going to go die. Like, <laughs> It was so random. Bye. Shout out to Audrey. So she's like, okay, guys, let's do this. Follow me to the tickle suite, please. I'm like, what the fuck? That's what I mean. Like, bro, what are you watching right now? Like, just like, like taking what you just said to me. Follow me to the tickle suite. Like, is this. A show yeah. that we're, we're watching. We're like grown adults reviewing a show that has have tickle sweets in it. Like uh. it's just this is our life now. Um, so then it cuts to somebody smoking outside of a bar. You don't really know where it is. And then Hiram comes up behind him and he's like, "Yo, Malloy, whatever, whatever." Like it's the guy's son, Jinx's son, and he beats his ass. He's like, "Yo, you shouldn't have done that for to my daughter or whatever." And he calls Veronica like a tramp or something. And then Hiram loses his shit, beats his shit out of him. But right at gunpoint, he's about to kill him. He begs, this guy begs for mercy. Hiram eases out and then dips. He's like, go fuck yourself. He walks away as he's about to get up in his car. Malloy like beats his ass. So he gets his ass kicked. Um, So now, like the tables are turned or whatever. He's getting his ass kicked. And uh, then it cuts to, really quickly, it cuts to Charles and Jughead at the office. And Charles, uh, like, finds a tape. Because um, Jughead's like, I can't believe that you took Ethel. Like, what's wrong with you? And Charles is like, well, we basically raided her room and we found this tape. So, like, maybe you should think twice before you think that she's trustworthy. He gives him the tape. You don't know if this tape, like, where this tape came from. Um... And I wrote down originally, like, he could have planted that tape because I'm still very suspicious of Charles. But obviously, like, Ethel admits that, like, she's been watching, like, their porno, basically. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So then it cuts to the lodge residence and Veronica comes home and she sees blood, like, all over the walls. Like, it's just, like, being trailed all the way inside of the condo. And it leads to Hiram's office. And he's, like, clearly just, like... 
this is like the like the moment. Like this is like he couldn't go shower. He no. had to just sit in. This his is like he sprawled out. He's wearing his white t-shirt. It's like partially open, showing like a little bit of nip. The chest is out. You know the drill, Mark Consuelos. Like you know, it's like it's his mo. It's like his his sexy moments. His go sexy yeah. bloody moment. <laughs> um, and uh, then she's then it cuts to him her like cleaning him up, and she's like, "What had happened, Dad?" And really quickly, before we continue... Like, where's Hermione? Where the fuck is Hermione? Where is and Hermione? Hermosa. Even Hermosa. Even Hermosa. Yeah, no, like, this this show just makes no sense anymore. Like, like it just doesn't make any sense. I just like, don't get it. Like, he wouldn't have just rolled into his fuck Anyway, so she cleans him up, and she asks what happened. He's like, you know, like, this is what happened. The Malloy people, like, came for me but I didn't kill him. And then he jumped me and like, this is it. And she's like, it's okay. I'm here for you. Like, I respect you more or whatever. I think it's great that you like didn't kill the guy or whatever. So then it cuts to also like, doesn't he have henchmen? Like, I, d- like and the, where's his bodyguards? Like, Where are all these guys that like he hired? Yeah. Why is he doing this on his own? I feel like he's lost all that ever since he kind of like tried to this rum business instead of being like a mobster, but you're still yeah. anyway. But you're still beating. But people you're still up, beating so. people's asses. So like, call some people up and help you beat other people up. So, then it cuts to Betty, um, reading uh, her diary again in the newsroom, like publicly. And this is when Cheryl she she reads an, a spe- specific thing that says, "I am so mad at Cheryl. Cheryl made Archie kiss her because they're both redheads. Like it's such a cute thing. <laughs> and again, like you were just saying, like I would have loved to see." All of yeah. these scenes like play out. It would have been so cute. Yeah. But anyway, um, it's a great segue to Cheryl walking in as like her full adult body or whatever. And she's like, hey, cousin, what are you doing? Um, I want to add an extra page into the yearbook for Jason. And I'm like, can we stop talking about Jason, please? Why are we talking about <laughs> Jason? It's been like Jason. three years. You know what's funny? I guess because like they're graduating. So it's like, that's why maybe. No, I feel. But she didn't say it like I that. I feel she like didn't they literally like did it just because of what happens at the end of the episode. Oh, 100%. It reminds you 100%. of like how he died or whatever. So anyway, yeah. um, it was just felt so random. I'm like, but why? Yeah, are it's, we it's still definitely like trying to just make Jason. those random connections. So uh, that happens, and then um, she grabs her diary as she's like, you know, like kind of just talking to her, and she reads the entry, and she's like, "Yo, like I fully booked it that one time. I told you that you guys are like into each other," and yeah, um. Betty does admit she's like, a part of me feels like I've been in love with Archie for 10 years. And then Cheryl gives her a big speech, which I'm going to say is my favorite line. So I'll say it at the very end. But um, it was just essentially it was um, she loved you love the idea of Archie. You don't really love him. You love the fact that you guys were, you know, a perfect couple in your head and it was a fantasy and like, you know, you guys can like live happily ever after, but that's not the reality. Riverdale's fucked up and you guys didn't find each other. Instead, you found Jughead and he's like the real deal. And you guys are probably what Endgame is like. You guys should just like keep that going. You know, it really was a beautiful line. I think it hundred percent like, you know, summarizes what they are and what it means. And I think she was so on point with it. Um, I just kind of wanted in all of this sort of I kind of wanted Betty to be like when I wanted you Archie you didn't want right like and I know he says that I know he recognizes that like in the episode before but like even in this moment she could have said like yeah like he never 
he was never there when I was ready for right. him. And now the tables are not that the tables are turned now because they don't really say that in that way. Yeah. But I kind of I kind of wanted that a bit more. It's true you know, for her to be like, damn, like I really wanted him like two years ago, like two seasons ago. And like he didn't even fucking like look at me like that. You know? Right. And that's the thing. It's, it's you're absolutely right. Cheryl, they could have had a conversation, longer conversation with Cheryl, even after her saying this. And, you know, Betty's still feeling conflicted, being like, but I still don't know yeah. how I feel because like. Archie's out here still trying to like get me or whatever. But yeah, it was a cute yeah, yeah. moment. I did like it. It was a great line. I'm glad they gave it to Cheryl. Oh, 100%. Um, yeah. It was a great delivery. So then yeah. it cuts to Pop's Diner. Um, Kevin, of course, drinking his milk as he usually does. And um, Terry and his goons kind of like pop into his little. Uh, whatever his little cubicle his little booth and um they are like grabbing his hands and they're ready to break his hands essentially saying we found out that you guys are doing this like side business you better give us 40 percent of the profits or else we'll break your tickling hands i'm like okay <laughs> what the fuck okay also the sound effects were so extra in that i know moment. it was like, it was like, crack, 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 like hey, you're not cracking anything like <laughs> you're basically just like doing what i do every morning like just to like crack yeah. my hands like, chill. like stretch you're just stretching his fingers <laughs> give me a little bit of yoga pose um so then it cuts to jughead so then he's like okay fine 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 whatever so then obviously he's gonna have to shut it down so then it cuts to jughead uh talking to ethel and he confronts her again. He says, so you had a sex tape of me and Betty in your room. What the fuck, man? I literally vouched for you. And I have a really quick pause on this. And correct me if I'm wrong. Did we not see the tape get visibly destroyed by Jughead at the end of that I whole storyline last? I could be wrong. I could be wrong because I don't remember. But, like, I think they said there was another copy of it somewhere. Like, I oh. think that they knew that there wasn't... It wasn't the last copy, it, maybe. I can't remember. So, like, this is the second tape or whatever. Um. Anyway, so she's like, I found this tape in the back of that video store. There's this place called the Scarlet Suite where they have, like, snuff films and homemade videos and i just sit there and i watch them and i like beat beat off or whatever like i don't fucking know what she does back there so <laughs> but that's the thing she f again the weird like, the weird like, yeah exactly the like creeper is the one that like goes in there and checks it out but also that area is 18 plus so how did the fuck does she get in you know what i mean like, yeah who knows so like, <laughs> why do we ask these like, questions nobody else thinks about them <laughs> Like, clearly, like, Jughead's not going to ask that question and be like, wait a minute, you need to be 18 to get in there. She should have been, like, she should have been, like, at school, we have a secret room yeah. for that. Like, the high school students themselves had their own, like, Scarlet Suite. That would have right. made more sense. Or, like, I worked at the video store and, like, one day, like, we went to this, I went to the Scarlet Suite and, like, I just wanted to, like, see what was in there and I found this or tape. she was even working. I guess she can't work there. Oh, but yeah, she, she could have been working there. Like, she's yeah. really going to work there. And then at... Yeah, and then at night she just goes in and, like, takes a couple of things. Yeah, and, like, jerks off or whatever. Like, whatever. Why don't we write for the show? Like, I don't get it. I don't understand. Holler, guys. Why? <laughs> so, anyway, she's like, Yo, she's like, go to the Scarlet Suite. You'll find your answer there. And I'm like, okay, we're not playing Pokemon <laughs> over here. Like, what the hell's going on? Yeah. Um. So, he's on his next mission. And so, then it cuts to, like, the rest of Riverdale High and... Uh, Kevin goes to Reggie and is like, yo, we got to shut this shit down. Like, we can't do this. And Reggie's like, yo, like that first video got like a million hits. Like, there's so many people watching our tickle porn. I'm like, first of all, there's no amount of people who are like making enough money watching. Anyway, 
I can't even rationalize this fucking storyline. So I know, I'm gonna move I know. on. But um, he's like, no, like the, there's so many views. And then Kevin's like, okay, well now that we are getting profits, we're gonna have to give forty percent to Terry because like he's coming after me now. And Reggie's like, don't worry, I got a plan. Uh, like just set up a meeting between us and them. As a quick aside, did Reggie always have this like Long yeah. Island? Greece accent like yeah he did it was so he heavy this he, week like I know so heavy he puts it on like I think Charles Melton like definitely puts it on and I don't know why like like I don't know why that accent has anything to do with like Reggie. this yeah. show and like Reggie um and also like I think in real life he doesn't have that because he's from like Kansas so yeah. like I don't think he would have that accent he's literally like I just feel like he adds it to his own like persona. His character, you know? yeah. He makes him like this like, like he just wants to be like Long that. Island yeah. jock or whatever. But like Yeah. You, you make him like grease his hair backwards and you're like suddenly he's like a fucking greaser from That's what it like, is. It's just yeah, I don't yeah. know. A little extra on that uh character assignment. I think it's I think his it's his own like acting thing yeah. like, to get into the role, maybe. He's like, I, I just gotta like, you know, put on an accent or whatever. I'm like, all right, cool. Um Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, moving on. Uh so we're at the video store. The police is raiding the raiding it, and as they're in there, uh, Jughead finds a tape of Clifford killing Jason. Like he sees like the screen ca- capture on the tape, and so he's like, "This is an actual snuff film. It's like an actual recording of this murder." Um, which again, no idea how it got out. If they literally had only one copy of it on the flash drive and the reason why there was that whole storyline of Cheryl getting blackmailed by, I think it was Betty was so she didn't have to see this tape again. So I was like, the the fact that these tapes are just randomly resurfacing. I'm like, who's, who's got these extra fucking recordings of these things that we knew were supposed to be gone forever. Like it's weird that they're bringing up these things that we were told were not like gonna have second copies anyway. So unless they explain that later, like we'll see. Um, so then it cuts to Terry with his boys uh, at this hotel and they're all meeting Reggie and Kevin. They're all sitting on the, t- on the couch. And basically as he walks in, he's like, okay, like where's my money? And Reggie's like, okay, well you got greedy. So we're not going to give you any money. And also like if you try to come for us again and then like all of the bulldogs like surround them and they're like, we'll kick your ass. Like he threatens them basically. And Terry just like starts laughing. He's like, ha, ha, ha. like you shouldn't have done that. And then he just like walks away. And so I'm like, all right, cool. So this is literally going to become like a storyline that was the foundation is about tickle porn. Like it's going to become like a gang boss storyline. Like what the fuck are we expecting no from idea. this at this point? I don't know. So then it cuts to Cheryl and Veronica and they're talking. Cheryl just basically says like, you know what? I'm going to bow out. I'm like not down for this like bullshit that's happening right now with this rum business. Like I don't want to deal with it. I was kind of shocked at that. You know, I love the way that they made that analogy because you're absolutely right. If it if she didn't say this, I would have been like, Cheryl, come on. Like you live for danger. Like this is like literally yeah. completely up your alley. But yeah. Um, she says something really interesting where she's like, some families, like, their bloodlines are, like, you know, they, like, they bleed rum. Some of them bleed maple. And, like, she is just trying to say, like, I'm, like, sweet. I don't have that kind of, like, grit that you have, you know, for this, like, gangster shit. And I'm like, all right, I, I yeah. can take, I can totally sympathize with that and, like, take that and walk away with it. 
So yeah. she bows out, like I said. And so now we're with Principal Honey talking to Kevin and the gang. And he basically finds out about the tickle porn. And he calls them all out and is like, uh, an unreported source found this. You need to shut this shit down. Kevin's like, no, we don't have to because, like, you know, like, we can do whatever we want. It's not real porn. Well, it's not porn, yeah. And then uh, Honey's like, well, bomb drop. You were using Riverdale paraphernalia, like, you can't. Uh, it's all copywritten, and we can sue your asses. So shut that shit. There's down. nothing like a good copyright, copyright claim, claim to bring your ass down. <laughs> yeah, that's the T. <laughs> um, yeah. So then it cuts to so they have to shut it down, and then that's it. Cuts to Archie and Betty in the bunker, and this is like the song moment. Poor guy. Uh, <laughs> he just wanted to get his song out. He's like ready I to know. go. Archie's like playing the first few chords. He's like, I haven't seen him that excited to sing a song in yeah. so long. Like he was so lit to like perform that shit. He was so he down. Was so excited. So she's like, he's like da da da. Like you were a memory, and it's like all these memories start to flash forward, and it's like them together and she, like her opening like him opening the door and seeing her for the first time and then like in the middle of it she's like ah! like no more we're like she's like stop she's like, stop. <laughs> like stop that we're, like she's like we can't do this we're gonna kill barchi right now like this is the moment that barchi will die and so she says we can't do this i love jughead and you love veronica and i don't want to hurt him and she's like he's like i don't want to hurt her either and you know what i you know what i wish that they said and they wrote this into the scene Every time she said, I love Jughead, I wish she said that too. I wish he was like, I know he's my, he's like my brother. Right. Like I would never do that to him. Like they could have added one line like that in there. Cause like all he ever said was like, yeah, I love Veronica too. Yeah. Like I wasn't buying yeah. it. Cause I'm like, okay, but he's your friend too. Like you want, you don't want to fuck him over either. It's you know? true. Yeah. You have to recognize the fact that they're like literally the core four. They all yeah. like they're connected. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, just have an exactly. orgy and this will all be fine. <laughs> um, <laughs> so... She says something really sweet and she says, you and I feel safe with each other. And because like the world is changing now, we've always like we're we're starting to like come back together because now we're like like graduating and like we feel safe with each other. Um, and he's like, I don't understand like what's happening right now. Like, what are we doing this for then? Like, what's the situation? And she's like, whatever this is or was, uh, it's over now. Like, we're leaving it like. You go back to your life. I go back to my life. And this is when Barchi is like, six, like you know, pretty much dead. So she's basically like the writers and he's like the fans yeah. being like, wait, why did we do this? Yeah. Like, why did we just waste like three episodes? And she's like, we're done now. We're done. Goodbye. Like the door. So <laughs> how did you feel about that kind of final sequence? Essentially. I mean, obviously, like I'm a little let down. I kind of wanted like. I wanted them to like flourish and like be something, but like, like, yeah, like you were saying, like, you know, it, it would have come out of this really like negative and like dark place of them cheating on like, yeah. you know, um, Jughead and Veronica. And I don't think I would want that for them. For sure. Um, But I think watching the whole episode as a whole, I think I would have liked to see, uh, actually, I think that is kind of, uh, Never mind. We'll get there when we get there, but right. no, I, I get it. I get it. I appreciate it. I respect her decision. Yeah. I respect his decision. I think what Cheryl said to her really got to her. Yeah. Um, and uh, the only thing I think I would have wanted was for her later to maybe recognize to say, like, he, I wanted him at a certain time. He didn't want me then. Yeah. Now he wants me now. And I don't want, like, now it's not good for right. me. So 
I wish I got that from her a little bit more, but it's okay. It's fine. It is what it is. Yeah. I agree with you. Yeah. I think that it was a great way to end kind of like this illicit like cheating storyline with the both of them. Again, it's it was just like ill-fated. It all was supposed to happen this way. I was expecting it to go Having this way. Said that, it was heartbreaking for sure. They still cheated. Yeah. Like making out is still cheating. Um, and I do think that they're gonna find out. And I think that when that happens, yeah. um, the real conversation will come out because I don't think Veronica's gonna be like she's not gonna be with Archie. You know, yeah. like, it's gonna cause a bigger. It's thing gonna cause some tension once they find out. I think, like, like I said, I know that it was just like a random thought, but like, I would love if these VHS tapes like circle back and like portrayed this scene. No, I think you're right. And I think that'd be amazing. That would be like that would be that'd really be cool. smart writing if I if 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 I yeah. and that and that's how Jughead finds out and then that's how he has to confront her. I would've been like, "Oh shit." But would you be okay with with like would you want her to in her own right to say, "Hey, I met out with Archie?" or would you prefer it to come out in a tape? I feel like I would love to see her be honest, but I know that that's something that's not a very common experience for a lot of teenagers like i'm sure a lot of people yeah. make a lot of mistakes it's it's it kind of goes back to what cheryl was saying she was like basically saying like don't let anything happen like until it happens like you guys are pretty much safe so like don't let it go farther than this and yeah so i think that that's kind of what their message is gonna be and betty's not gonna and have to like like say anything about it and it's almost like i think in their own heads they're rationalizing it as like oh this was nothing yeah. this was just like another slip of like emotion and like we just needed each other right. and like that's all that was right again i think they're gonna try to sell it to themselves as that right but i think when everyone sees that tape if there is a tape like if it does come out they're gonna they're gonna be like dude you guys clearly like there's something yeah. there like fucking go look at it and go assess it and like see if you guys want to be together like yeah it's gonna have to come to that point right where like even jughead and veronica are like hey you guys keep telling us there's nothing there there's nothing there but now, clearly, you guys can't deny this. Yeah, you know? exactly. But 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 that's the thing. We were kind of there like a couple seasons ago when they found they found out that they kissed uh, like during the Black Hood moment, and I feel like we'll just regurgitate that same scene. You know, like when Veronica kisses Jughead to make things even. Like I don't know. That's a part true. of me feels like I guess that's we why, walked down that. I path. guess that's why they should have upped the ante this yes. time. When, like they should have had sex. Maybe like Ooh. you know what I mean? Because like then it would have been like. No, now you guys like fully yeah. slipped inside of each like other. You Betty know? like got pregnant and like who's the baby daddy no, though? Not like that. <laughs> not like that. But like they, they just put the you know the P in the V and like that yeah. way you can't come back from right, that, you know. Right. Anyway, so that's yeah, the end of Barchi. It's very sad. Um yeah, I'm sorry for all the Barchi fans who kind of like got their hopes up for it to happen. Um, but like I said, I think the the clues were all there that it wasn't gonna be what it was. And you know what's funny? It's it's almost like what you said. Uh, I I think you said it on the podcast last week, where or maybe I just read it. But essentially, people were coming after Lily Reinhardt for kind of having this storyline about cheating. And she said she defended Betty, and she said you have to understand that Betty is a high school student who yeah. is making gonna make mistakes. And um, as soon as she says gonna make mistakes, I was like, okay, she's obviously like coming from. She's saying it's a mistake. She's saying it's a mistake. Yeah. So like obviously they're writing it in a way that it's gonna be shown as a mistake and it's not something that you know if she defended and was like you know what you don't understand barchi and like get over yourself then i would have been like okay like maybe they'll pursue it but until like when she defend had to defend herself i was like okay like she's just trying to tell people like 
it is what it is, and you're going to watch how it all resolves itself eventually. Yeah. Which is what we got to see. So then it cuts to Archie in his room, and now that it's all over, he goes to his mom, who, like, suddenly had her moment, but he's still playing his, like, the Betty song, which I thought was really sweet. So, like, he's still thinking about her, which I thought was really cute. And back to what you're saying, like, now that we're, we're talking about it, um, you know, last time Betty, like, like Betty was the one that cut this off before Archie was the one that cut it off. So like in this moment, Betty's the one that has to be like, we can't do it. But the person that gets broke, I guess you want it. Like, if you want to say like mini broken up with is always going to feel some type of way for a little bit longer because they didn't get a chance to like resolve their feelings. The other person got to resolve their feelings, right? Like Betty got to be like, I'm done. She got there. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas Archie's going to be like, a little butthurt about the fact that like she she rejected him so anyway he's he's playing the song and who knows maybe that will come up again like Archie will just forever be in conflict with himself with Betty and Veronica which I guess is true to the comic book storyline so anyway moving on to uh his mom talking saying like oh my god I love that song like are you gonna play it for Veronica he's like oh this is awkward (laughs) that song is not for Veronica at all um and Uh, He says, listen, mom, I think I'm ready to go to the Naval Academy. I need a fresh start. And she's like, okay, I'm going to call my girlfriend, Brooke. Like, we're going to do this thing. Like, I'm so proud of you. And then that's kind of like the end of that scene. Um, It looks like Archie's trying to move on. And then it cuts to Betty and she's moving on, girl. Like, she is literally burning every single one of her old diaries. And Alice, like, comes by and she's like, yo, what are you doing? You're, like, causing a fucking fire in the house. And um, she's like, I'm just burning my diaries. I, like, don't want them anymore. They're, like, bad memories. And Alice is like, you shouldn't be doing that. These are, like, precious memories from your childhood. Like, you should keep them. They're, like, moments that are, like, really great to remember. And right before she's about to throw out the last one, um, Alice, like, takes it from her and she says, let's save this last one if you want to. And Betty says, one is fine. And I was like, okay. So it's like the one tiny piece of hope for Barchi, basically, is what I took away from that scene. Like, did you? Yeah, I could see that. I could see that, but I'm also, like, really over it. Like, I'm really, really done with them fucking with us, you know? Um, and who's to see what's going to happen in the next season? We don't know yet. Um, but then at the end of the episode, RIS tweeted out like, like three emojis and it, and it looked like he meant like the ship has sailed. Oh, okay. Um, and I was like, fuck you. And I was like, (laughs) what are you trying to say here? Um, like have the balls to like actually follow through with the storyline. Like, why can't you guys just fucking follow through with it? Um, but I do see them getting together later on. Like, that's the thing. I never really saw them being a couple right now. Because they're, they're going to have to graduate. They're going to have to do all those things. I can definitely see them coming together, like, later when, like, they're in college. Yeah. And maybe he's, like, back from the Navy and, like, whatever. Like, whatever it is. You know what I mean? Like, I can see that happening. So that one book is definitely, like, I guess there is still hope. Yeah. But am I holding my breath? No. A part of me also feels like, you know, like, their endgame in the sense that, like, when they're older. Like, when they're in their, like, 50s and they're both, like, who knows? Maybe, like something happens to veronica and jughead and like you know they come back to riverdale and they look at each other and like you know what let's start this like that's the way i see their relationship like if they weren't in a relationship right now they would come back together and like she would remember him and like love him and be like that housewife and just like do all the things for him because like he needs that anyway i'm just gonna get nostalgic about barchi now so i'm gonna get sad so moving on to pop's diner 
Um, and Fangs and Kevin have a quick, really super duper quick moment where we remember that they were in a relationship and they're, yeah, they're talking about like, huh? college. And Fangs is like, I'm going to go to Philadelphia so then I can like be closer to you and like maybe we can like be like, you know, like we can just like hang out in Philadelphia together because you're going to Carnegie, Carnegie Mellon. Also, he's he said a scholarship, but I was like, scholarship like, for what? What like, have you been for doing being in a gang? Like, what do you like do? for taking your shirt off or what? Like, I don't know. I mean, I'd give him a scholarship for taking your shirt off, but um, <laughs> he's so whatever. They they have that moment and then they're like happy about it. And um, by the way, Carnegie Mellon is a school that like Casey caught went. To. Oh, okay. So like they wrap that all up into that scene. But again, I'm like, okay, but and what? Like and what? <laughs> And what? He's doing tickle porn. So how did he even get into university? <laughs> um, so he's like, um, so Kevin's like, I, I wonder if like Honey really did find those videos because, uh, you know, he uh, found out from Terry or whatever. And they're like, I don't know what happened there either. So then it cuts to the video store and Honey is literally at the video store wanting to go into the Scarlet Suite. But he can't because it's all blocked off and all of the shit is gone out of it. And the video store guy's like, sorry, dude. Like, I know you come in here all the time or whatever. So this is the gag that we get that Honey is actually He's like a, creep. a creep. Like, he is a voyeur. Yeah. He likes those tapes. Um, you know, it was going to go one of two ways. It was either going to go one way where he was going to, like, be, like, a reformed, good, like, bad guy. Yeah. But yeah, it yeah. looks like they're taking the, like, evil route and with him. And you know what? It makes sense because now looking back, he knew all this shit about, like, everyone's yeah, past. True. And, like, he knew where everyone came from and, like, all the things that had happened. So, like, no wonder because he was watching all those videos. You and know? it's true. I think we have said it before where, like, you know, the people who are the most against things that are, like, liberal and sexually free are always the ones who are the most, like sexually frustrated i know but i didn't want that to yeah. happen you yeah, know what i mean like i didn't common, want that very like, obvious yeah i just didn't want that to be the case because it's such an easy way out and it's such a sloppy way of writing yeah i wanted something a bit more profound and a bit more meaningful mm -hmm. but it's riverdale so why am i even i was like profound i really don't get <laughs> like really girl you know but like but i'm really hoping that like the writers are trying to teach people something yeah. in their writing and like in these storylines but no they're really they're not. not so that's okay yeah. that's okay it's just i mean i i was still intrigued i was like okay let, let's see where this goes like i i want to see what his story is now um so are we like that and that's the thing like we're to assume that the reason why kevin said or fang said that was because we're to assume that he found the site himself like the tickle porn site all by himself um, I guess. So then uh, it cuts to Veronica talking to uh, Hiram at home. And he she's like, we should get back into business together. You know, I didn't want to do it before because I thought you were just a mobster. But after you told me that story about the fact that you didn't kill that Malloy guy, I think that it shows that you're stronger and not weaker. And as she's like saying this whole line about her dad being like this new person, it cuts to Hiram going back to the bar and seeing not the kid Malloy, but like the actual big guy Jinx, and he is um, smoking or whatever, and he like comes to him, he's like, "Hey, dude," and then he just shoots him dead, and then that's kind of how that scene ends. And it was a really, it was a cute little like cut back and forth between like you know Veronica being like, "Here's a check so we can be in business together," uh, because I believe in you and I think that you're a good person to like. Hiram is actually still like a shitty person and he's still killing people and like dealing with his mobster shit. So 
yeah, basically what we said in the beginning of the episode, it's back to the same square one moment. Hiram hasn't learned anything. He is still being rage-filled and a full mobster, killing people. Veronica's going to get hurt. Like, same story, same story, like, over it. So then it cuts to um, Betty and Jughead at home, and they're just, like, catching up. They're, like, she's, like, hearing about all the stuff that happened with Ethel. And then uh, Cheryl gets, uh, Cheryl calls them, and she's, like, there's a new tape. You need to come over. And then Jughead's about to leave, and then Betty's, like, I'm all in. Like, I'm in. Yeah. And Like, we're in this together Yeah, we're in now. this together now. And I thought that it was a really sweet moment because sometimes that is all it takes, you know? Like, when you look at your significant other and you just look at them and, like, something just clicks. And I feel like they were trying to portray that in on, on you know, tape, on in television, just to show that, you know, sometimes it's just a moment to, like, hear the person's voice or see what you were attracted about that person that will just like hit you in the right way. And I think that she needed to hear him be like, we're on the case. And you know, that's kind of what bonded them in the first place. And exactly. exactly. I, it was, a, I thought it was a really sweet moment for bug. It was. So yeah, it was, um, yes. Yeah, so she says like the dream, he says dream team back together again. They have a kiss. It was really cute. Then it finally cuts to the final scene where Cheryl is at home with Tony She's, like, bawling. She's, like, I don't know why. Like, I thought this was just, like, a regular video, just like the other ones, like, surveying the front of the house. But this one was different. And it shows, like, a fake Clifford um, shooting a fake Jason who's, like, tied to a chair in the head. So it's basically creating that snuff film that we just got referred to earlier this episode. And then that's how the whole um, episode ends. So it looks like things are getting more escalated. More people are dying. These snuff films are getting more extreme. So we'll see. What did you think of that final piece? Um, It was intriguing for sure. Um, Whether or not they're going to be able to even get to the end this season, I don't think so. So um, I don't have much hope for like to discover or like figure anything out this season because next week's like the last episode. Um, So I guess we'll see what happens next year, like next fall or whatever. I wonder if they still planned it out and um made the next episode um definitely more um cliffhangery because they still I think are going to try to end it off on a cliffhanger maybe we'll yeah, get for sure. a little bit more information before the final yeah, season yeah. maybe maybe they're going to reveal like who it is yeah. or like someone involved in it or something that'll be interesting anyway so that is the episode guys um no big questions on my end of things so let's move on to comments from listeners so apple's master radio says is it just me or does Penelope seem a bit shady in all of this? And what room behind the office? Like, he was just confused as all of us were. Um, so, yeah, still not sure about where Penelope lies in all of this storyline. Not sure why they brought her back for this one scene. Kind of unnecessary. At Fanula says, my heart is broken. It's the first time I cried while watching it. Hashtag Barchi Endgame. So she was obviously a Barchi fan. Sorry about it. I'm so sorry that you are sad about this. Um, so are we. At Delphine Oadia uh, said, I hated this episode. It just made me so frustrated. I feel like I wasted two weeks of life hoping for Barchi and saying it out loud is just sad. Um, At Reality TVV says, my heart is broken, but I still have hope for the future of Barchi. I can't wait to hear you guys discuss it, though. I know you'll make us make me feel better about it. LOL. So I hope we did. I hope that was... Always. We got you guys. Oh, we, yeah. I hope that we helped you work through some of those feelings. 
Um, and we're there, right there with you. Don't worry. At Lana uh, Jock says, first of all, where the fuck is Hermosa? Which is what we mentioned as well. Yeah. yeah. Where the fuck has she been? <laughs> um, another few things that she said, which were great. One of them was Cheryl and Betty being cousins is like the best thing I've ever seen. It's like Robin from Himian being Canadian. Uh, that's just a reference to How I Met Your Mother. Um, and then, so Cheryl is my fave, but I don't want her to be, want her to like Bughead. Seriously, I mean, come on. Hashtag Barchi Endgame. And then she says, at the end, I was so freaking confused. Like, why the Blossoms? Why JJ? So a lot of things that are happening in that particular yeah. storyline. Um, but she also calls out the fact that, like, you know what we were talking about with Ethel. So she says, why Ethel? Everyone but not Ethel. 4x12 flashbacks exactly. bring unnecessary characters back. It's not necessary. And then one last thing about, I guess, Miss Blossom, Penelope. She says, the thing with Miss Blossom, Cheryl and Ronnie were like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. But she tried to kill and or torture them. Is that forgiven? Is she okay with Cheryl being gay? I don't get it. Does Cheryl love her mom now? This show is so confusing. It's true. They don't resolve any of yeah. those fucking questions no. that we have. Um, okay, so let's move into our recap roundups. Recap roundups. Best, best moment. moment. Okay, I think my best moment is gonna be all the Barchi moments of the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I give a lot of shit to the to the writers and the producers for like, I guess, not giving them enough. But I do have to say here that they did give us a lot in the last yes. two weeks. Um, their musical um, scenes last week were really beautiful. They were shot like perfectly. Um, this week's episode with the kids and the flashbacks, yeah. uh, really well done. Uh, do I want to see them in the future again, making something um, work without cheating on their like you know boyfriend and girlfriend? Yes, but for now, this is this is it. What it is? This is it. Rest in peace, Barchi. R.I.P. Barchi. Maybe we'll see you guys again. <laughs> <laughs> the ship is no longer at the dock. So. My best moment, I think, is going to go to, uh, like, Archie at Fred's grave. I think that was a really sweet moment. I think it was a very, like, under, like, it was a very quiet moment that I almost forgot about until we talked about it again today. Um, And I think that it was just a sweet, touching moment to see Archie really reach out to the memory of his father to try to console yeah. His his thoughts about love and you know and Betty yeah. and I think it was just a really powerful moment for so many reasons. It ties in all of yes. that, right? It ties in everything together. Yeah. WTF, WTF moment. moment. What was your WTF moment? Um, WTF moments. Plural. Ethel Muggs being involved now at the end of season four, like where the f was she? Like and why she was like the weirdo? <laughs> yeah. Um, the writers for setting up Archie to yep. fail. Um, also didn't even realize Fangs and Kevin were a couple. <laughs> Um, Hiram Lodge killing someone at this point like doesn't he have henchmen slash True. like he is a mobster so like why is that so surprising very good point like why is everyone gag yeah um, I have a lot <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I have a lot of questions a lot of and a lot of WTF moments um, because I just don't understand where this is all going why yeah. so random <laughs> where and why and how <laughs> um, that, that's all I got mine say. is gonna be the one that you didn't mention but probably because I wrote it down is the fucking entire yeah. Tickle storyline. Like, that was yeah. the WTF yeah. of this episode for I me. I left that for you. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, 
like what the like why are we watching this what is going on this is trash this is so dumb MVP. MVP. Um, who's your MVP? My MVP. Um, I did say Cheryl as well, and I know you have her too, but um, just because of what she says to Betty, obviously, but also I think Betty. Yeah. Because I think that she got to that conclusion on her, like she did have Cheryl's help and like insight, but like also her being like, no, Archie, like we can't do this. We love so and so, whatever. Yeah. I was like, girl, you are so freaking like smart. Yeah. I can't. She she was. Again, back to back to Lily Reinhardt slash Betty Cooper's character just being like one of the most interesting and just like well acted, well like you know she's she's very interesting to watch on screen. Exactly, and I think just seeing how we I do compare to Veronica, like Betty does learn, Betty yeah. does grow, and like she tries to be a better person with each season, each episode, um, and you can see that yeah. in how she like deals with this whole thing, right? So yeah. LVP. Um, my LVP is gonna go to the Varchi shippers and the writers. Come for me if you want to. I don't even care at this point. Yeah, yeah. But like, yeah. the one thing that I will say that really, really upset me, um, watching it, like you know, just in this moment of time where we're talking about Varchi, we talked about it last episode too. You like, oh, there's a. I'm sure there's a lot of Varchi shippers who were very like calm about all of this and just wanted their ship to come back together but the ones who were like super stands made this the most unenjoyable uh, like experience because i feel like the reason why so much of this happened was because there's so much heat that comes from these ship these ships like these people that are diehard yeah. fans for Var uh, veronica and archie to get back together is the reason why Barchi doesn't exist. Like, they are the reason why the writers are maybe too afraid to go there with 100%. it. Or, like, it just makes me so infuriated that they bow down to these ships that, I guess, keep their demographics going. I get why they do it, because, like, it's basically a business at this point. But, like, how dare you guys hold the writers hostage? Not that I'm blaming them. They're not, like, the best... Like, they're not... They should be like, fuck you but guys But they're holding too. them hostage for a wrong reason. Right, it's true. You know true. what I mean? Like, if you came to me and were like, yo, the show is like really fucked up. Like, it's very weird. Like, aka season yeah. three. I'd be like, yeah, what are you guys doing in there? Like, come on. But they're going after the production, the crew, the staff. Yeah. And you mentioned this a couple weeks ago how you were like, just because it's not your ship on screen right now, you guys are compromising the jobs of like yeah. 200 people that are working on this show. Yeah. When you said that, like, it's so true. Like, do you guys even know what you guys are doing? But they don't because they're freaking 13-year-old yeah. idiots sitting at home crying their eyes out that, like, Varchi isn't having sex on screen. <laughs> it's not about the ship right now, yeah. guys. It's about the show. And things happen in a show. Things are going to go up. Things are going to go down. No one is saying that Varchi is endgame. But, but I think we need a shift we need yeah. to change a little bit to like make things a little interesting you guys can't tell me that barchi and bughead were interesting they weren't anymore they were kind of being they were they were boring yeah. barchi barely had any scenes this season together yeah. like the first half of the season they're not even in the same room so it's true like please grow up a little yeah. bit like we had our moments we were growing up too we never looked at the oc and we were like what the fuck are the writers doing like marissa's not with ryan today i better like boycott this yeah. show no it's like bullshit. you can't just you can't just reject a show because it's not happening to how you want it. You stick to that show through and through. Yeah. And you hope that the writers take it down the right path. And that's all you can do. 100%. Like, who are you out here trying to call everyone out? Like, sit the fuck yeah. down. You're not writing the show. Yeah. Like, as much as we hate on it and we pick on it, 
we still respect the work that goes into it and all those moments with Barchi, i love the cinematography of it i love the yeah. editing i love all of that work that goes into it i can appreciate that so i would never sit here and say you guys should like be fired and like leave the like site yeah. like no you guys are just too aggressive way 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 too aggressive i really quickly before we get to the very end i know that we're running super over time but there was a comment that came up uh, earlier this week that i want to just read on youtube um it was from jordan hines and he says or she says i said this from the beginning and i believe that younger viewers are the varchi and bughead shippers varchi shippers are the older viewers i feel this way because both of those relationships were rushed and there is so much chemistry and tension between Barchi, it's hard to ignore. The people that are upset should just relax because it's just a show and it's been four seasons. I think it's time Riverdale writers put some interesting drama into the mix. Barchi was always going to happen. If you're a true Archie Comics fan, then you'd know. And it just sums it up perfectly, exactly what we were just saying. I think, yeah. And it is what it I is. I think if you're an adult... I think if you're an adult who's like been in relationships, who's had different like friendships or romantic relations or whatever, you're going to understand there's like ebbs and flows. Right. Like things don't stay the same your whole yeah. entire effing life. Yeah. And definitely I can see that a lot of our fans who are older are coming to us and being like, you guys are, you know, yes, Barchi, it's time to have a little bit of a mix up. Yeah. You know, we understand that. And I can see that like definitely like it's the more adult listeners that are seeing that and like are, are appreciating. And that. like again a little shade to the Varchi shippers everybody that commented on our vi videos were like no Varchi we need Varchi now like no explanation yeah but with like 45 <laughs> like spelling mistakes <laughs> guys get it together and come talk to me when you're like a little bit more mature to talk about storylines the best line best line um my best line is gonna be the um the Cheryl one okay go for it the the big one um you've been in love with the idea of Archie the idea of a perfect romance, but that wasn't real. Um, this is fantasy, but in this town of nightmares, you and Jack had found each other. That's real. That's, dare I say, endgame. Ooh. I mean, it's true. It was a very, like, summary of their yeah. whole journey together on the show. And, like... It is true. Like, she did find Jughead in the midst of all that craziness. Right. Like, where was Archie? He was, like, fucking Ronka. Yeah. So, yeah, like, they are... I think they are endgame for sure. But along their journeys, I do want to see them, like, with other people. Yeah, you want to you know? see the tension. You want to see the change. Like, it just makes things interesting, guys. It's not that fucking serious. Yeah, yeah it's a show, like, guys. Chill. Like, really? Um, There were a few good lines. That was a, a big one. Um, So I'm glad you said it. But... Uh, one of the ones that I love, um, I'll give it to my girl Cheryl. Uh, she says to, it's when the mob boss comes to her, her and she's like, he's like, my name is Jinx Monsoon or whatever. Maybe you guys have heard of us. And Cheryl says, no, I'm afraid I canceled my subscription to Truckers Weekly, which I thought was really funny and sassy. It's totally on brand for Cheryl. I love her so much. And they give her the best lines. Um, getting to your guys' roundups, we got the best moment from Postmaster Radio, Alice calling calling Betty's fifth grade diary juicy, WTF moment, the tickle storyline, MVP, Barchi. No, I do not like this shit, but they had an emotionally powerful story tonight. So cool. This is coming from someone uh Postmaster Radio who has, you know, like not been very audible about the fact that he doesn't agree with Barchi's ship. Um, so I appreciate that you made them th your MVP. Um, LVP, Fangs, Reggie, and sadly Kevin. Best line, Cheryl calling Bughead, dare I say, endgame. We got one from Tina Hoven saying, um, best moments, all the young Barchi moments, 
Um, MVP, Cheryl for her concern for Betty and wise words. LVP, everyone involved in the Tickle videos. And she says, Theory, Kevin called Mr. Honey about the Tickle website. WTF moment, Mr. Honey at the video store. And finally, we have Atlana Skopjack uh, saying, best moment, Cheryl stealing and reading Betty's diary. WTF moment, uh, Betty, oh, sorry, Barchi breaking up. MVP, Cheryl for wanting two book pages, one for her brother. LVP, Barchi for fucking breaking up she was pissed about that and then best line i had no idea how much you hated me back in the day who says that i don't remember um thing says it cheryl says it's oh got it got it got it true all right guys that is the podcast again we're just gonna really quickly plug this is pretty much your last chance or this is your last time to uh get a notification from us to enter this contest to win a $50 Amazon gift card and a pop socket to enter. All you need to do is rate and comment on our iTunes page and you'll be entered in the draw. We're going to extend this contest obviously to the end of Riverdale season four, which is just going to happen in the next couple of weeks, I'm sure. So uh, just keep an eye out for it. You guys definitely have a chance. Just do what we got, what you got to do to enter and uh, you might win. I'd like to take this time to thank our patrons of the episode, the Rewinder Squad, White Nicole Faith, our Lit Rewinders, Tina Ann, Sartre, Serena Slay, Kate, and Jessica, and our Mommy Rewinders, Becca, Sarah, Tamala, and Grace. Thanks, guys. And if you would like to join our Patreon family, check us out at patreon.com slash recap underscore rewind. If you join, you get access to all things recap, rewind, exclusive contests, content, and updates. And also make sure you guys are checking us out on all of our socials, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Facebook. You can also find us on Google Podcasts, Spotify, and iTunes. Like, subscribe, follow, review, and comment to stay engaged with us at Recap Rewind. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.